Hello and welcome to what I hope to be the first of many conversations with the top people in music, fashion, entertainment and photography. Joining us today is DJ, actor and fashion icon Chelsea Leyland. We'll be talking Fashion Week, festivals and a new show on Apple's Beats One Radio. I'm your host, Jonathan Bukalil, recording live from West Hollywood, California. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm very good, very Great. good. Um, and where do we find you today? I am upstate in, uh, near a town called New Paltz. Very nice. And, yeah, um, and I'm staying in a house that looks like a magic spaceship. <laughs> a magic spaceship, okay. Yeah, it's, it's actually, I mean, it literally looks like it's a wooden spaceship. It's a circular house. Yeah. Um, it's, it's actually kind of one of those houses that I've always seen in, um, in books and wanted to stay in a house like that. And it's oh, cool. actually, yeah, it's really cool. It's a very bizarre structure. <laughs> Excellent. At least, yeah. I can send through a picture of it. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see. And are you just up there for a quiet weekend or are you there for a while? No, I'm up here just for like tonight and tomorrow and literally just to kind of decompress from all the madness and have some nice, yeah, have some nice nature time. So you've just come off a crazy period DJing around the world at various fashion weeks. Uh, which ones did you, did you attend? Um, I was in New York. Yes. And then I was in London. Oh, cool. And yeah. um, so, so tell me how London was. Was it, uh, have you been, do you go back to London often? Um, I mean, I guess I do, I am back often. I'd say for the last year or so, I've kind of been back every three weeks to a month. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, which is nice because obviously that's where I'm from. Yes. And also, and also it's just always nice to, work in London and I get to see my family when I'm there. I get to see my friends, my boyfriends over there. So oh, okay, yeah, it's cool. nice. Yeah. And are you based in New York or are you based in, in London? I'm based in New York right. in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Yeah. No, cool. And what uh, parties did you do in London? Um, in London, I did, um, London was a, DJ wise kind of a lot more mellower for me than New York, which was nice because New York was, uh, like I think one night I had three gigs in a night <laughs> and then it was like up early going to shows and I was wow. also working on music for shows in oh, London cool. I did like a flaunt magazine party that was yeah. really really fun nice. um I did um a kit and ace party which is like a Canadian brand um that had a really cool sort of like uh they had a party in East London and that was kind of fun I, I feel like the fashion parties in London are always um they just seem to have uh, better energy. Everyone yeah. actually dances and has a laugh right. and doesn't take themselves too seriously. Yeah, a little less looking nice. around. Yeah. And so, so how was New York then? It sounds like that was the more crazy one. How, and how many parties or gigs did you do during Fashion Week? Uh, New York was crazy. I mean, yeah. I think I worked every day of it. Um, and yeah, like up to three gigs a night. And wow. then... Um, I mean, I did like a nylon magazine party. Yeah. I did a, um, a Missoni Peroni party. <laughs> a Missoni Peroni. Missoni Peroni, yeah. <laughs> I did, um, uh, I worked on the mixes for two um, two runway shows, which is always kind of, a, you know, it's a, it's a lot more challenging than turning up and DJing because everything has to be pre-recorded. But it's sort of, um, I guess, because it's a more 
challenging job in terms, you know, musically. I think it's good to do because there's a lot more blood, sweat and tears that go into it and a lot of stress. But, you know, you hope that it's a success. And when it is a success, it's always nice because it's, you know, it takes more work and there's more thought. And you go and you meet with the designers, you look at the mood board, um, you know, for their collection and you come up with, I guess, essentially a sort of soundtrack to the show. Um, and that's kind of fun. And I did um, for the Naeem Khan show because he makes these like beautiful gowns. Mm. Um, we did uh, a classical Italian composers, but I oh, ended wow, up amazing. using like a Puccini remix, wow. which is kind of cool. So it was all sort of really, really classical. And then going into yeah. this kind of like remix sped up version with a beat <laughs> of a Puccini remix. And then from that back into like the original Puccini um, uh, version of that track and then kind of back into classical and that was fun because it sort of had like a more of a theatrical kind of epic feeling to it rather than I don't know rather than sort of using electronic or right. electric or house or whatever. And is that something new for you? That, that's great I didn't know you, you, you've done that but that seems like a logical pro- progression for what you do but um, that sounds like a a really exciting kind of thing to start doing. Have you been doing it for long? Yeah, I mean, I've worked on Naeem Khan's um, show for a few seasons now, but I've just started doing more, yeah. and I'm not sure why that is. It's kind of nice because people tend not to look so much at the female DJs for that. I think right. they've sort of assumed that the female DJs are kind of like <laughs> there to stand, <laughs> look pretty, and the men can kind of, you know, it's it tends to be men that have been doing it for a while. I mean, definitely with all the big shows in Paris, it's mostly um, a male-dominated world. Right. But it's nice that there's, st- you know, a friend of mine we are talking about the other day, it's nice that people are, are starting to come around. And, you know, because I think a lot of it's about music taste. And it's um, it's definitely a more challenging job than just turning up and DJing live because, you know, you're picking all the tracks, you're going yeah. back and forth with the designer, and you never want it to overpower the the show you just want it to kind of complement it so i think it's um you know going in but not having a big ego and just <laughs> really trying to yeah, at the end of the day you're trying to make the designer happy and that's why mm. it can also be challenging because what you might think what <laughs> works might not be what the designer think uh thinks <laughs> is going to be good so then you're sort of talking to someone that knows about fashion and not about music so it's definitely um a stressful process i normally regret doing it after i've accepted the jobs <laughs> but then but yeah, sure at what, the end it's like so fulfilling and it must be amazing to 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 be a part of that and um, to see to see it all come fruition on, on the day it must be great exactly it, it's yeah it, it, it's fun I mean I think it's you know harder than anything for fashion week for me I always find it hard to enjoy because it's so concentrated and it's also that you know dealing with a lot of kind of bizarre energies because I think it, for everyone it's a stressful time and you know yeah it, I wouldn't say it's a week that brings out the purest <laughs> and kindest side in people. <laughs> but it's like there's, it's that um, intense pressure that, being, that also brings out the best in people as well, I think. Yeah, I guess so. I think, I mean, you know, it's hard to say I, I, I do so much within that world, but mm. I never feel like a diehard fashion girl, right. um, so to speak. I tend to <laughs> actually, um, I, you know, I kind of see that as my sort of work but then yeah. my in my own time I'd, I'd i'd say i'm quite removed from it or right. like to think i am anyway um, and so what, what do you know, prefer doing do you prefer doing like the fashion party thing or doing clubs or what what's what would be your idea i mean the thing you? is i like i think for me it's sort of it, it doesn't really matter what it's for you know it could yeah. still be a fashion party but i think um 
it's uh, it's really just like I guess about the vibe, you know. And I've DJed in some amazing parties in some yeah. amazing places. So you know, like whether that's Israel or Singapore or wherever it might be, it's more about that. You know, I think if I'm traveling somewhere really cool, then that just changes it for me, and that makes it exciting. And you're meeting new people, and um, you know, I think for me, it's it's always more enjoyable DJing outside of New York. Right. Um, just because it's more of an adventure, and I yeah. think it's. So, what, what would be like the, the like the the craziest fashion party or thing that you've done on the road or, or traveling? And... I think like the best gig I ever had, mm. which I kind of always say is, I DJed for. Um, I guess it was more of a. Uh, it was the launch of um, an exhibition of a famous architect called Ron Arad, and he also designed the uh, Holon Museum. Um, in Halon, just near Tel Aviv, wow. and he, he, I think the the uh, museum had been open for a few few years, maybe sort of, I th- I'm not sure exactly, but it was like five, ten years, and then I DJed for um, the opening party of his exhibition, mm. and that was just amazing because one, it was Israel, it was yeah. the first time I'd been to Israel, and also the museum. If you Google it, the Halon Museum, it's mm. such a cool. Um, it's such a remarkable space and mm. I think there was something special about the fact that you know it had been open for a while and so many people had come um, to see his him show his art in his own space because you know he, he's an artist as well as an architect and it it was just cool to DJ somewhere so bizarre with the I mean if you if you see a picture of it you'll see what I mean but the way that the sound just kind of carried within that space was quite remarkable and I think it was just it was really fun just to DJ in Israel and um mm. Amazing. And I'm looking at some photos of it now. It's such an incredible building, isn't it? The, yeah. the acoustics must have been mad in there. Exactly. It was really, really cool. Yeah. Amazing. Well done. That sounds great. And, um, and do you do big, big uh, club gigs and, and festivals as well, or is it mostly, mostly smaller parties? Or, you know? Yeah, I guess it, I do mostly private parties. I, yeah. um, I haven't, I've DJed within club, you know, during New York Fashion Week, I was DJing. Yeah a few parties in clubs, but I don't sort of do like a residency on a Thursday right. at whatever club, <laughs> but I did do for many years. Oh yeah, whereabouts? Um, oh God, I mean, in New York, I yeah. sort of all, all over downtown. I used yeah. to do, when I first started, I used to do Gold Bar, I used to do okay. Ken Mare. Um, and, you know, I think that, that's fun as well. It's always fun to do like a night. I kind of want to start doing a night where yeah. I'm doing you know, one every few months. Yeah, but um, DJing in a club every Friday night, the same club, can be right. a bit tiring. But yeah. I've just started working with Apple, which is pretty cool. And oh, I'm hosting... Cool, That's amazing. Yeah, I'm hosting this little show um, weekly with them. And that's been something wow. that's... Um, which is fun because it's it's just different from what I've been doing yeah. thus far. And it's, it's a nice way to get your personality across and to be able to sort of have a voice. And, you know, we're constantly um, bringing new music to the table and trying to, you know, um, it, it, it sort of feels nice to do something where you're slightly have some say in shaping the music world and you're kind of pushing for artists that are up and coming to be played on the radio. Yeah, and where um, could, where could um, someone find that? Um, if they they could find, I mean, the problem is, is that the schedule changes, but yeah. if you go to iTunes and you just go to where it says radio and yeah. then you press play yeah. um, on Beats One Radio and it's that and it's that simple and it broadcasts out of London, New York um, and LA. Amazing. Uh, Zane Lowe runs the shop. They've got Ebro from Hot 97, who's yeah. the main the main host of New York. 
uh, Zane Lowe and then Julie Adenuga out of London, who's also from Radio One. It's cool. I mean, it's that's a real amazing, mix. Man. Yeah, real well done. Yeah. That's great. So it's, it's and it's such a great company to be, to be involved with as well. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like my first corporate corporate <laughs> or yeah. corporate not not a corporate corporate job, but no, it's. It's been a really, really fun, uh, and it's nice to start working with something that's from the, you know, from the get-go, and it's it's still really, I'd say, almost like a, you know, ironing out the creases, and they're mm. still figuring it out. But it's cool. Drake's got a show. Um, Dr. Dre's got a show. Fantastic. Um, yeah, the Fat Jewish has got a show. I mean, they've, <laughs> oh, they've literally had Elton John's got a show. They've got everyone on there, and it's nice because. Although they are playing a lot of new music, yeah. like top forty or whatever you want to, however you want to call it, you've still got um, you know some great classics in there, and you've still got someone like Elton John who um, you know is kind of sharing his knowledge, and he's playing everything old and new on his show, and it's nice to be able to hear someone really talk about music, and yeah. they've kept it. You know, there's there's not a ton of the, of advertisements and crap, and it's it, yeah. it really is about the music. So uh, it's. Yeah, I'm kind of impressed by by what they're doing. And, yeah, because um, I kind of miss that old um, MTV thing where where it's where it's a bit curated and someone can introduce you to to new music. Sort of, you can sit with someone you trust and listen to their taste, and they'll take you through kind of their favorites and introduce you to new things. So it's great to have um, to have someone with input rather than just randomly searching for tracks the whole time. Yeah, it's nice, and I think right now we're living in a world where music has become almost quite it can be quite tedious and overwhelming for people to try and yeah. figure out what they like and yeah. i think um i think it is a nice way i mean you know i i know my, my mom and dad have, have like <laughs> tried to tune in and listen to me and they'll sort of text me and say they don't they're like we don't like this one we don't know <laughs> but there are do they have good they like. taste they do have good taste but the, the nice thing is i uh, that i feel that apple are trying to play everything and there is um you know a wide mixture of music and they are sort of playing cross genres um so yeah so it's pretty cool and then like you know there's this show called soul lection these guys out of la these young guys and they're you know playing soulful stuff but there's such a mixture from mm. like hip-hop to r&b to soul and um you know they're playing new undiscovered artists and they're playing remixes of tracks that everyone already knows and I, it's just nice to be able to listen to a bit of everything and i think it's always i grew up with that radio in England being yeah. that way, that like yeah. you would put on Radio One and you would listen to a new track of a new artist that was just breaking on the radio. Whereas in America, the radio is so commercial. You put on, you know, Hot ninety seven, and you know, you like you know everything that's already being played, and that's sad. Yeah, everything's established, and, and and it's so rare to get introduced to to new music, and that's like kind of half the point of listening to 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 the radio and to things like that is to find new stuff and to listen to new things and get out of what you usually listen to. So that's great. And step what's out your, your... your approach to, to what you're doing with me? I mean, the, 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 the sad part about it is I don't program the music of my of the show that I host because uh -huh. I'm rather than it being my own show, I'm hosting. Oh, so okay, okay, okay. I guess I'm trying to manifest having my own show. Yeah, my, yeah. my my next goal is my own show, but right now, unfortunately, I'm playing program music. So oh, okay, there are okay, things okay, that okay. I play that I don't love. Right. but then there are things that I do and but you know the nice part I guess about it is is that we have these like weekly music meetings and we're constantly bringing new artists to the table and um trying to introduce Apple to new artists to really you know support up-and-coming artists mm. and um that's been a really really enjoyable part of it and you know like what, what we have this thing called an oh shit record where during <laughs> each sort of block of uh you know like for example I'll do like 
um, 11 to 12 and then I go on again at like uh, one from like one to two I'll do two hours in a day and when you're you know in, in, during that time you'll have like one oh shit record where it's like <laughs> a throwback record but we're not yeah. allowed to talk about it we're not allowed to announce it we're not allowed to make a comment on it it's it's meant to be this sort of like oh shit feeling like oh shit they're playing right, that right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, great but it's really frustrating because um we sort of shared all of our oh shit records and we, we're not allowed to kind of say, oh, this is one of my favorite ones because yeah. they want it to be very like, we're Apple, we're cool, we've just thrown it in there. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that's great. And and, and, do, and do, can you suggest any new bands, new singers, anything like that that, that, that people could listen to? Uh, I mean, there's so many. There's so much good music right now. Yeah. New people that I'm loving. I'm loving Leon Bridges. Um, right. He's a very soulful artist from Texas. He was like washing dishes in a kitchen probably like uh this time last year but he's amazing wow. and really feels like he's from a different era mm. i actually went to see him live at, um, at glastonbury and he was amazing really really amazing and uh, you know i love artists like that that you you you'd, you'd play it to a bunch of people and they think it was it was uh, you know old but actually it's current and he really just feels like he's born in in in, in the wrong time but um there's an artist called lion bay that I'm loving right now. She's pretty cool. I lo I'm loving the internet. Um, you know, yeah, there's so many. <laughs> oh, cool, that's great. And so how was your summer? Where were you? Were you, were you in Montauk? Were you, were you traveling, were you doing festivals? Um, I went to Greece for a little vacation, sort of early on in the summer. I was in England quite a lot working. Mm. I was in New York quite a bit working. I was at Glastonbury Music Festival. Oh, cool. That was amazing, amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing. And you played there? Um, I didn't play there this yeah. year, which yeah. was actually quite nice. <laughs> you um, got to enjoy it for a change. Yeah, well, it's just, it's always, Glastonbury's just one of those ones that I kind of grew up going to. Right. And I, I actually only DJed there once, but it, for some reason it seemed so challenging to the thought that I had to work right. at Glastonbury. <laughs> <laughs> um, this this year I actually did I, I had a small job but it was it was more so just to secure my um, incredible <laughs> a luxurious yurt it was more oh, of a, right. yeah, yeah, it yeah. was more of a little fashion <laughs> tie-in to what I was yeah. doing I had to I was wearing something branded but um, <laughs> but no yeah Glastonbury's amazing I didn't go to Burning Man but yeah. um, um, next year I'm planning on doing that that's something yeah, that I'm yeah I think that really, might be really in the future about. as well and it, looks, yeah. it just looks more and more fun. And yeah, Coachella. You've been to Coachella, obviously. Coachella. And, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I was at Coachella. I go every year. I yeah. DJ a lot at Coachella. Oh, great. Coachella for me, I, I try, you know, with everything to kind of accept it for what it is. Yeah. And there's a lot of Brits that go to Coachella <laughs> and like to sort of like put it down. But, you know, Coachella is not the same as what I would call a festival. It feels very commercial and... Um, it feels you know, really, really different. Yeah, I went for like three years in a row and even just in those three years, it, like the, fir the first one compared to the third one, it was completely different. There was this like that Instagram explosion and real yeah. sponsors everywhere. And, and but it was still great fun, but it, it was, like, yeah, there was something nice about it before it, it got so commercialized and so kind of the place for people to launch brands and, and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, I think, um, you know, you have to accept everything for what it is and it's, things are always changing. And for yeah. me to put it down is, I'd feel bad because, you know, I go and I work there and I do have a good time. But it does, um, I think it's sad 
to be at a festival and for everyone to be worrying so much about, <laughs> you know, their Instagram. And it, again, it's people get paid to, to do things and whatever. Yeah. But it's kind of like you're walking around and you've got like Teen Vogue saying like, "Let's take a picture." Right. And like, and you, you, you know. Oh, and you must be hassled it, the whole time. It's just hard when you're like yeah. at a festival and you. Yeah. I mean, I, I always think of festivals as like putting your Wellingtons on and right. you know staying warm and not looking that cute and getting really right. muddy and gross. <laughs> Um, that would be and an English festival. No one's going to really see you apart from, you know, it's, it's sort of, in England, we kind of have this thing where I, I, there's certain hours or certain times and places where it's not really that acceptable to get your iPhone out and take a picture, but you're okay to use like a throwaway camera or to use a Polaroid or right. your nice camera that has film in it. But right. it's just kind of that those time, the time and place that you, you don't bring your phone out. And I think that's quite nice. I know that I see that a lot in Berlin as well. And they have right. a lot of strict rules. Yeah, that no, no phone thing it can, is really refreshing sometimes just to, just to even give yourself a break from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I think we all need to do more of that. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, this is going with the, a shoot we did for Imagister uh, a couple of, uh, a little while ago now that we shot in, in New York and, um, as soon as we've got this up and running, it's going to be published. And uh, the inspiration uh, for that for me was this this old picture of a young Bob Dylan in New York, and he was like really young and everything, but you, you knew he was part of the town or, or, already. And uh, I wanted to talk about when you first arrived in New York. How come you came to New York in the in the first place? I came to New York originally to go to uh, drama school and oh, cool. to study method acting. And you went um, to Lee Strasbourg, right? Yeah, I went to Lee Strasbourg. I, I moved to New York when I was like 19. Yeah. And I remember I seeing you for the first time. I remember um, where it was out in Montauk at Ben's place. And I was like, oh, who's yeah. she? And, she, and, and um, our mutual friend Ben Watts, a great photographer, and, and he was like, keep an eye on her, mate, she's going places. And uh, lo and behold, <laughs> she has. <laughs> well, that's nice that he said that. I don't yeah. think he ever told me that. But he, oh, yeah. didn't he? <laughs> But he, I mean, I guess he he put, he he put people in his book, didn't he, from the beginning? So that's yeah. always nice. Yeah. Maybe if yeah, if you got to go in his book, then he thought you were going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and how was the how was your experience at, at at drama school? Yeah, it was really intense. I think it was intense because, um, I mean, method acting in itself is uh, in an intense process. Yeah. Um, you know, it's sort of it's like when you, you, you if you go to a psychiatrist or a shrink to kind of repair your mind um a kind of funny way to look at it is that me method acting almost seems to um undo that process of fixing your mind right. it's kind of going back to the tough and horrible times of your life right. and being able to access those and then um to use that as a tool to help you to become a character mm. um and uh yeah i mean i definitely remember feeling really un uh, unstable i was also really young i mm. missed my family a lot and um <laughs> You know, I didn't really have that many friends. And New York's a really tough city when you're young and you're trying to figure yourself out and you're trying to make something of yourself. And yeah. also you're, you're going into school every day and sitting in a chair and, like, shaking your body out and right. people are crying in chairs. And <laughs> you're dealing with all these dramatic personalities. Yeah. Um, but I'm so happy that I went and that I did it. I wouldn't swap it for the world. Oh, it must have been an incredible experience. And, yeah, it was really And did, cool. you, did you come, were you DJing during that time? Or you, when you finished uh, going to school, did you, did you start DJing? Or what was, when was you, when, how did you get into DJing? Um, I got into DJing actually because of Ben Watts, I guess. Oh, yeah? I was asked 
he asked me, uh, he heard me playing some tunes, um, like at an after hours party at his, at his house when he had that really crazy basement. Right. And <laughs> he was like, I want you to DJ my July 4th party. And I was like, you know, whatever, 19, I didn't know how to DJ. And, um, and he was like, it's fine. Just come with two iPods. You can crossfade from one song to the next. And I ended up doing that and it turned out I did like played like an hour or something or maybe even less and everyone really liked it. Yeah, and then it was cool. actually like my boyfriend at the time, I think it was like a year or so later um, when I was trying to kind of uh, pay the bills was saying to me, you know, why don't you learn to DJ? I'm sure that you'd get hired and there's, there's hardly any girls really doing it. And right. I kept recommending a friend of mine for all these gigs because right. people I knew had been asking, oh, do you know a cool female DJ? And I remember... Um, I just remember at one point thinking, shit, I could do that. Yeah. And, um, yeah a lot I, of people think that, but there, a lot of people are wrong as well. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, I'm still one of those people that's never, uh, I, I still think I'm a terrible DJ and I never really understand. I know, great. You're always like really, it's always really good fun when you play. You always know that it's going to be a fun night. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I feel very, very... Um, blessed to have made a career out of something that's so enjoyable um so yeah and you know sort of it has led on to so many other cool opportunities and i just hope that that continues to happen for me because you know acting is something that i I really still see myself doing and it's strange that djing became this full-blown career because i never really set out to do that but I guess that's the case with a lot of things in life (laughs) and are you still acting I mean I guess right now I'm not but that doesn't mean to say that it's not in your future and it's and it's something you don't know exactly because I can imagine after going through that that process in New York at the at the school that that it's something that would be difficult to let go of and would always be in the back of your mind and be something you love and yeah it's always um a real passion of mine and it's still kind of what I feel like I was put on the planet to do whether that ends up becoming a reality you know it's such a hard profession i think yeah. to act i actually did a quite a fun project the other day though i did um visionaire magazine asked me to do this little video with them okay. where they were changing me into a man <laughs> um, and i actually just saw it for the first time like, yeah. a couple of days ago but basically they they, they kind of had me well, they've, 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 they've sped it up so you can see the process of them totally transforming my face into it. I almost look like Justin Bieber by the end of it. I mean, they gave me a fake beard. <laughs> is this online now? Is it, a, is it completely It's not see live yet. Okay. But on Visionaire, yeah? But it, right. yeah, Visionaire is very um, artistic. It was kind of fun because then I got to try and have a little moment of being a man and I <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed it. And, How did um, you? <laughs> now they want to ha- have me DJ a party and they want to dress me as a man. That's cool. That'd be great. Yeah, because I didn't really get to enjoy it because I had to DJ that evening for like a e entertainment um, party, and so um, I, you know, obviously wouldn't have really been appropriate. <laughs> so we had to kind of remove everything, and it did really take a long time to get this this stubble on. But it was quite fun. I got to FaceTime my boyfriend before I took it off. Oh, that did. Uh, did he know that was coming, or did that freak no, him out? No, he didn't. Bit? He had no idea. He was totally freaked out. But it was, it was cool, and they they kept saying to me. You're really enjoying this, aren't you? <laughs> Which I was because I, I think, I mean, I don't know if everyone has that with the opposite, but I've always wanted to be a man at least for a day or. A week. Oh yeah, is this a common thought amongst women? Yeah, the so, boys uh, always, you know, wanted to try out being a man for a day. I was always quite a, a tomboy when I was younger, so I, 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 I've always felt like that. I would yeah. love just 
for a day or a week would be perfect. But anyway, so. And I was what do you so imagine the difference would be? Um, I just think, I don't know. In a weird way, I just kind of. Um, I don't know. Maybe I would feel unapologetic for certain. Right. Um, ways of being, yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean sexually. I just mean, I mean sort of. Um, I don't know. I always feel like I can come across being too strong, maybe because I'm a Leo. Or, right. And I, it would be, it would be nice to. Sometimes I feel because my mum always used to say to me that it's good to know what you want, but sometimes you know, you're a girl, be a bit sweeter. You know. <laughs> so I feel like if I was just could be a man for a minute, then I wouldn't right. have that said to me. <laughs> Who knows? We always anyway, come across as very sweet, it. darling. And <laughs> yeah, they clocked that I enjoyed it so much, and they said, um, "Okay, so." Next next job, we're going to have you DJ a visionaire party and we're going to make you, you know, into a man first. But that is fantastic. It's, it's quite raw. <laughs> I, think, I think the idea was to take someone that, you know, um, I guess. And was it Justin Bieber the inspiration for, for your man, for your manness? No. Or did you just, just happen to end up looking like I a... I happened to give Justin Bieber a run for his money. <laughs> um, I thought I was going to look more manly, but I actually right. looked quite like... I'm Look, a young kid, twenty-two yeah. year old boy, and yeah, and all the guys on on set were loving me. They thought I was really dishy. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually would have been a better man than a woman. So next time around. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. And um, so, what what events do you have coming up? Is there anything where people can see you play? I know you, it's a lot of private parties, but is there anything that that's public? Um, I mean, I guess probably the next thing coming up that would be public or the Oilers would probably be my next um, my next uh, uh, show that I'm hosting on um, on Apple Radio. Oh, cool. If you want to listen to my verbal diarrhea, yeah. <laughs> I'll set an alarm. I'm a bit early out here on the west coast. 8 a.m. Oh, yeah, that you can, I can have my coffee with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, great. And um, your website is djchelsealeyland.com. And uh, djchelsealeyland.com. Yeah, and it's um, I'm actually um, I might actually my website might not be. I'm redoing my website as mm -hmm. we speak. So. Um, and so, where yeah. else can people get in touch with you? Um, Twitter. I mean, Instagram. they can get in touch with me on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. And what's on your Snapchat. Instagram? Oh, yeah, what's my Instagram. My Instagram is just my name. It's at Chelsea Leyland. And Snapchat. Snapchat. I am also Chelsea Leyland. Um, <laughs> okay, folks. So just, just, yeah, so just yeah. look for Chelsea Leyland. <laughs> yeah, Chelsea Leyland. Probably that's it. Even for the easiest way. Yeah. All right, darling, thanks so much, and it was really great to have you here, and it was a really interesting. I'm really pleased with, for all the new things that are happening, happening for you, and um, I love the, 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 doing the soundtrack to the shows. That's so kind of creative and interesting, and the, the Apple, Apple thing is fantastic as well, so congratulations. Thank you very much, and thanks for taking the wicked pictures of me. <laughs> Pleasure, darling. <laughs> all right, darling, we'll take care, and we'll speak to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, thanks for joining us today on our first podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed listening. Please subscribe to us on iTunes to hear the next episode on Daddy FM. Playing us out is The Internet with Girl.